Greetings, 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 blessings, dear listener. Thank you for tuning in today. And blessings and strength to you from St. Mary's. I'm enjoying my cup of coffee. It is brilliant skies today. And I'm bringing to a close this series around um, creation care from kind of the Episcopal creation care perspective in the, the garden of Anglicanism, um, the balance between African philosophy, ocean care, science and theology. And so I'm bringing it to a close today, especially on this feast of, of St. Francis of Assisi. Today, I want to share with you just some of the research I've been doing uh, as t- in two parts. So, Tech for the Oceans, Harnessing Innovation to Protect the Oceans, and then closing it off with um, what I'm calling Threads of Harmony, Weaving African Spirituality, Anglicanism, Creation Care into a Sacred Tapestry. And so... The, um, the domains of technology, science, theology, philosophy, ocean care, and how technology can be leveraged to protect our ocean. Again, a vast, mysterious expanse of blue that covers more than, than 70% of the Earth's surface. So, yeah, some some technological innovations that are making a difference as of September 2023. So, uh, satellite surveillance, and so satellites have increasingly been employed to monitor Earth's oceans. Companies like Global Fishing Watch are using. Uh, machine learning algorithms to process data from satellites to track illegal fishing activities worldwide and, and, and such an aerial perspective not only enables the tracking on, on unlawful actions but also gives an overview of marine traffic helping manage it more sustainably. Another one is drone mapping which is a closer look at coral reefs. Coral reefs, again, are vital for marine ecosystems but are under significant threat due to rising um, claimed rising water temperatures and ocean acidification. And so now drones are now being used to create 3D maps of coral reefs, capturing their state in, in unparalleled detail and it's fascinating. And so then researchers use this data to observe changes over time and, I, and identify areas in need of urgent attention. And so, and then also artificial intelligence or artificial information and data analysis. Um, trying to, to predict, uh, or at least to, to, ex- to, I guess, predict ocean patterns. And so artificial intelligence, um, the use of algorithms to analyze decades worth of data on temperature, salinity, 
and marine life to forecast trends. That's a better word than predict. So forecast trends. So such forecasts can help uh, data-driven decisions on fishing quotas or even identify potential dead zones where decreased levels of oxygen could lead to massive fish die-offs. Another interesting one that I'm fascinated with is unmanned autonomous vehicles, UAVs. Uh, again, revolutionary, you know, um, revolutionizing our understanding of the deep sea. These vehicles can go to profound depths and they can capture data on marine life and mineral resources. And another interesting one is blockchain transparent and sustainable seafood supply chain. So, so transparency in the seafood supply chain has been a persistent issue and it contributes to overfishing and illegal fishing activities. And so perhaps with blockchain technology, can every step of the supply chain from the fisherman to the consumer be logged in an immutable ledger? So this uh, not only ensures transparency, but also enables consumers to make more informed choices, encouraging sustainable practices. And that's that's interesting. That's pretty compelling. And so, uh, and then some biotech, some biotechnology, uh, genetically engineered bacteria, which that's very interesting, being developed to consume oil in, in event of spills, converting it into less harmful substances. Again, this. Technology is very experimental, uh, but there's some promise uh, of a more effective and eco-friendly method for addressing environmental disasters, uh, which have devastated marine ecosystems in the past. And so, again, in African philosophy uh, that, that we've explored in earlier episodes, there's a deeply rooted understanding of the interconnectedness of life. Right. So similar in theology, uh, what a wonderful call for stewardship of earth and all its resources. When technology aligns with these principles, it can indeed serve as a tool for bettering our world rather than harming it. And so, and so to bring it to a close, threads of harmony, weaving uh, African spirituality, Anglicanism, and creation came into a sacred tapestry. As you walk through life's passages, in, in your own life, as you're listening to this, and as I look at, at Rockpile Beach, uh, Main Beach uh, downtown, the gift of having Rhodes Cottage facing that area, uh, have you, when was the last time you've paused to wonder just how the threads of spirituality and faith weave the fabric of, of your existence, of my existence, of our existence? How do you interlace the ancient wisdom of African spirituality, the sacramental integrity of Anglicanism, of which the Episcopal Church is a branch of that, and the earthly commitment to creation care um, into a single harmonious tapestry? That's what, that's, that's my curiosity. And so, uh, if I invite you to picture the rich, the soil-rich terrains of Africa, uh, where the golden sun dances on maize fields, where 
Oh, the beats of djembe's reverberate in the evening air, summoning communities to gather. At the heart of African spirituality uh, lies Ubuntu, Nguni uh, Bantu term, meaning I am because we are. And Ubuntu truly encapsulate the belief in a universal bond connecting all beings, a, a vibrant tapestry of interdependence. And so, but Ubuntu, again, not just a philosophy, it's a, it's a lived experience, an ethical blueprint for embracing otherness and acknowledging the divine spark in every being. It calls us to look beyond ourselves and recognize that our lives are intertwined with all creation from the soil that nourishes us to the air we breathe. And what about the sacred spaces of, of Anglican tradition where every hymn sung, every scripture read is an echo of a deeper cosmic truth in the solemnity of its liturgy, Anglicanism cultivates an awareness of God's immediate presence. But it isn't just a, a spirituality confined, I believe, within the stained glass windows of cathedrals and local churches. Anglicanism reaches outwards, recognizing uh, the inherent worth of the earth and all its inhabitants. Like the spirituality rooted in African soil, Anglicanism calls for an embrace of the divine in daily life. It, it, it invites, it teaches us that each moment can be a sacrament if we are present and aware, inviting us into a deeper communion, not only with God, but also with God's creation. Oh, it reminds me of, of the writing of Austin Farrell, a priest uh, who, who described um, from his book, A Science of God, the, the God of beauty, uh, that there, uh, he talks about how there may be nothing more wonderful that moves one than to praise uh, the Creator um, by looking at, at, at creation. That we worship and we celebrate and we give thanks uh, to a God of beauty. Uh, and human skill is a is a uh, is proud to have arranged a single pattern of aesthetic charm now on few feet of painted canvas. Um, divine contrivance has set a whole landscape in everlasting rock, in in rushing torrents, and in springing trees. Scenic beauty belongs to the sphere of humanity, and humanity was a late arrival. Natural beauty, which is such uh, wonderful to us all, is a divine afterthought, a sweet enjoyment of humankind in the look of a world whose existence serves quite other ends. And so, creation came, a covenant with the earth. And, and as we 
we find our, I think we find ourselves uh, in a time that we are grappling with unprecedented ecological crises. Creation care emerges as a divine imperative, a, a call to stewardship. And what is creation care if not an extension of the love we, we profess for God, uh, a love we profess for neighbor, as both African spirituality and Anglicanism teaches us. In the rustle of leaves, in the song of a river, in the myriad colors of coral reefs, we find sermons, I believe, friends, of a different kind. Oh, St. Francis, here we go. Sermons that invites us to honor the earth as a sacred sanctuary. This is not simply about sustainable living, I think but about a deeper form of, of coexistence, one that recognizes the earth as a divine gift, a, a spiritual entity in its own right. What a sermon that would be to hear. And so uh, we, we place these three strands now side by side. African spirituality, Anglicanism, of which is... The Episcopal Church is part of this Anglican community and creation care. I think as we place these strands side by side, uh, we begin to see an harmonious pattern emerge. Ubuntu teaching us to be stewards of communal well-being, Anglicanism calling us into sacred communion with God and one another, and creation care extends that communion to the earth and its ecosystems. In the confluence of these traditions, I believe we find a roadmap for living that is at once deeply spiritual and profoundly ethical. Here, at this divine intersection, we are called to be more than mere inhabitants of the earth, more than just mere we are consumers, we are called to be caretakers, I dare say, to be Earth's lover. And so, to, to reflect on this sacred intersection, feel the threads of your own life weaving into this intricate tapestry, feel Hear the calls of your own heart and the whispers of your own spirit. Remember, dear, dear friend, dear listener, each one of us has a unique pattern to contribute to this cosmic loom. We are the weavers and the dreamers. We hold the shuttle of choice, the loom of action, the threads of faith. In the daily acts of love and kindness, in the conscious choices for justice and sustainability, or in the humble prayers for guidance, we weave a world of harmony, of divine grace, of, of beauty. I pray today, wherever you are, may your threads be strong. May your patterns be complex and may your tapestry be vibrant 
And may the Divine Weaver guide your hands and bless your work. Thank you for active listening to this episode and to this series. I'm descending and I will release uh, uh, a new theme as we continue to move through this October uh, and I'm reflecting on what some of those themes might be but I will indeed uh, be sharing maybe something along the lines of, uh, of a book I read recently and I'm inspired by, by Andrea Maloney Shara, Your Mindful Compass, uh, Breakthrough Strategies for Navigating Life, Work, Relationships in Any Social Jungle. It's a very, I found it to be a very good book and so I'm, I'm thinking about what is a, a series, the next series for this remaining October and November as we move towards Advent. What what does that series perhaps sound like and look like? And also, we um, that might might help and inform the emerging theme for our stewardship season, which is um, the unfolding faith journey, unity in community, um, and being rooted in Jesus. Please feel feel free uh, feel free to share your thoughts reflections with me or or any questions that you have but may your days truly be filled with the beauty of of interconnectedness the joy of community and the peace of holistic living and again let's continue weaving this tapestry together each thread a testament to our shared journey i believe towards a more spiritual and sustainable world Thank you for listening. Peace and blessings.